911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and I am joined by my co-host for the day, Mr. Detective Husband, Baby Clint Walton. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And today's episode is actually going to surprise you a little bit because Halloween aside, I thought we could talk about something called phasmophobia, and that is actually an intense fear of ghosts. And this might apply to you as you listen to this, and you've most certainly felt this at one point in your life, but certainly not to the extent that I think we're going to get into in today's episode. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, Clint and I were fortunate enough to purchase a rental home. And at the time, we lived on next door to my mom and dad. On the other side of my mom and dad, there was this house for sale, and that was a house that we got as our rental house. And we didn't know that we actually had to prove that we lived there because at the time we weren't gonna rent it out, but it was still a second property, and I had no idea, and it turned into this this huge thing. So long story short, we had to fake that we lived there. <laughs> so we moved all of our stuff from the other side of my mom and dad's house into this other other side of my mom and dad's house and somebody actually came there and they looked to make sure that we quote lived there and then of course we moved all of our shit back into our house house and then ended up renting out that house however in living i got very fortunate to live in my childhood home for my entire life until clinton i got married and when we got married we moved into this house next door to my folks and then with this rental house. So I knew the history of this rental house. And there was this couple that lived there and the the man of the house, he actually passed away. And I remember these stories, I was quite young, of my mom talking about going next door and supporting the wife, her neighbor, and going into the master bedroom. And he was so peaceful and that's where he passed away. And I, I just remember these stories when I was very, very young. And I've always, at the time, had this intense fear of dead bodies. And I I really don't know, I can't pinpoint if it was ghosts, but I I know that for sure I was certainly afraid of dead bodies to like, to an extent that it would keep me up at night. And when Clint and I had to move into this house temporarily, it was to the point to where you and I didn't even sleep in that room. I told you, like, I will not sleep in that room. Yeah, we ended up sleeping in the living room, I think, on the couches that night just because of... I don't want to say the fear, but just the the feeling that we had towards it. And it was really weird because there was no ill feelings. This man was sick and he died of natural causes. And, you know, it should have been something that I felt at peace at. However, I, I didn't, especially in the young stages of our marriage. Dead bodies was just something that terrified me. And... I'm bringing this up because Clint and I are at this point in our life right now where we might actually end up moving back into that rental house. (laughs) And it got me thinking this. I mean, we've been married for 14 years in March. And so this was well over, gosh, 11 years ago. And so I'm thinking about how different it feels now because that scary feeling like that petrified, terrified, I'm never going to sleep in that room kind of feeling. I don't feel that anymore. There's an awareness. There's an understanding that there's a man that died in that room, but I don't feel like I can't sleep in that room anymore. And 
for me, there's been this evolution of things that have taken place. So for example, watching my mother die was one of the greatest privileges of my life. And so I think that by having paid witness to the human process of life as we go through death, that definitely changed my perspective and it also made it personal. Whereas the story of the neighbor dying, that was someone else's story. It wasn't something that I experienced. And I'm wondering, Clint, with you being a detective, there's been a lot of death, so, so much death, more than most people will ever experience in their career in law enforcement. And I'm just wondering how your perception of death might have changed throughout the years during your career. You know, it's really funny. I've thought about that a lot. And, you know, you drive through my city and if if corners in the city could talk, it, it's something like there would be ghosts everywhere. Like it'd be a tremendously haunted city, unfortunately, but then it could be. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that for me and death in, in dealing with it and handling it. And we've talked about this before. It's something that it's real, but it doesn't affect me in any way that I've noticed that I've recognized. Um, Seeing death, it's just another fact of life. And that kind of only almost goes into me handling my own death in the future because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's something that, you know, I've thought about, something that I've processed. And it's not something that scares me. I, I don't have that fear of it. And because I think I'm accepting of it, I think that's something that's really eye-opening for myself but in dealing with all the death that I've dealt with I see such peace to it and it's not like I don't know if it's because I'm desensitized towards it or if it's just something that I don't it doesn't affect me the same way so do you think that how you feel now has changed versus when you first became a police officer Oh, absolutely. I never saw a dead body until I was a police officer. Like, I never had that experience. I I couldn't even tell you the first dead body I ever saw, except for the zombie story. That's the only one I really remember. Um, but and there's a few others I remember just because it's a, like a extra circumstances to it, or, or I had some more involvement on it. But other than that, it's the perception for death and and dealing with an, a dead individual has changed substantially for me throughout my whole career because I look at it more as trying to keep other people calm or at peace compared to trying to protect the body. Yeah. And lately, probably within the last six months or so, I've been allowing myself time to like genuinely give myself a good think. So whenever there's a topic like this, something that comes up for me, I'll sit in silence for about 20 to 30 minutes and I'll allow my thought process to just go naturally into wherever it goes to. And there's something so beautiful about allowing ourselves that time and space. I know somebody, and this is coincidentally related to what we're talking about, but she actually commented to me how she was worried that I would think it was weird that she goes to a cemetery like two to three times a week. 
And she does that because it helps to bring her some solitude. And she is going there and she's sitting next to somebody, somebody's gravestone in particular. But for her, she, she didn't realize that it's such a meditative process. It's so therapeutic for us to have a space, whether it's a cemetery or our backyard, where we can allow ourselves to just literally be in existence and to just sit with ourselves. And it, it is something that I think that we should all allow ourselves, whether you're doing it in a cemetery or you're allowing yourself to diligently schedule out this time on a routine basis, because we are so consumed with so much stimulus all the time that we're actually forgetting to think for ourselves, whether it's pulling up the calculator on our phones or asking Siri something or Googling something, we're forgetting how to think. And I think this is going to be a, a detrimental lost cause if we're not nipping it in the bud and we're not taking advantage of making sure that we're cognizant of the fact that we need to think for ourselves. And it's a lot easier for us to say like, oh, I think for myself, right? I'm not one of those sheep. But do you really like, do you really allow yourself to sit there and just stop and think for a little bit? And I hope that that's a message that you're able to carry forward. And if you need some practice with this, even using the example that we're talking about here, just how your perception of death or dead bodies or ghosts or the spiritual realm or even your your religious beliefs might have changed from what they were a decade ago or from when you were a child. And I think that's something that's important for us because it allows us to grow as adults and to really get to know ourselves. I think that we're doing a disservice by not enabling ourselves to allow ourselves to know ourselves in that way. And when we do, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think it's a part of self-development, a part of self, self-growth. self And I think that it is a great thing for us to all be able to carry. Absolutely. I mean, I, I haven't really ever even thought of it that, my, that much my, for myself. And it's something that when you're sitting with your own thoughts, it's not allowing any outside influences develop your thought processes. You're able to develop those yourself. Yeah, totally. Mr. Walton, thank you so much for joining me this morning. This very early morning. It's very dark. We're waiting on some rain here in Southern California. We'll see if it comes or not. (laughs) As you listen to this, if you've gotten any value out of this episode, please do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.